to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode number four, Woo, of Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. I'm your host, Noah Cross, with my best friend, Tyler Bard. How you doing, Tyler? I'm doing fantastic after this incredible episode of Dynamite. <laughs> I'll tell you this, AEW has been absolutely murdering it when it comes to putting on yeah. a great show. And no surprise, they have a lot of good superstars. And this, this oh, night yeah. went 0 to 100 real quick. See what I did there? See what I did there? That was right. really good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> because they had a crazy 12-person tag team match in the likes of the Dark Order 9, uh, Allen Five Angels, Mr. Brody Lee, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson versus their foes, FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Hardwood, and the Elite, in the likes of Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and the brothers Matt and Nick Jackson. This match was absolutely insane, as you would get with any 12-person tag, yeah. tag match. Um, oh, so, I mean, uh, from the beginning, uh, the Elite was making quick work there. Who did you have in the beginning of this match? Who do you think was going to win? I, I, You know, it's hard to go against the Elite. So you always want to pick them because yeah. there's four of the most incredible wrestlers in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but we said it last week. The Dark Order needs to win. They need to start winning some matches. Um, and unfortunately, they didn't get to do that uh, all that much up to this week. Um, so I'm, I'm glad to see that the, uh, the Dark Order versus the, uh, you know, the Elite and their buddies, the FTR, was a pretty good match for them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, in certain moments in this match, I definitely thought that it was over more than once, as we would say that would, would make a great wrestling match. Uh, I thought that the Elite were going to win. However, I think from a personal standpoint, like if this was my decision on who should win, I would have had to give it to Dark Order. And that's what they did. They gave it to the Dark Order there, um, which I agree with that decision, just because you're trying to build this team to be this huge, crazy faction. And you have a guy like Brody Lee, who was looking amazing in the ring. I mean, imagine massive human being uh tyler you were skeptical on if Brody lee was gonna look great in this match so yes because him being the leader uh he's kind of been the reserved one and step back i know we've seen him wrestle before and he's one of the most incredible big men uh that that can go in the ring right now but i didn't think he was gonna be a big component of this match i thought like in the beginning where he just pushed nine into the ring as like the sacrificial lamb that's what i thought the whole match was gonna be I thought it was going to be like, oh, you want to fight me? Well, here's Stu. Yeah, okay. he's. I thought that's what I was expecting. But no, that was not the case at all. He really no. carried himself. Not at all. Um, Hangman Adam Page, I thought, died twice in this match. Uh, the, first, <laughs> the first one was that move they did in the corner where they like he just jumped and dropped him onto it. It looked like he guillotined himself oh, yeah. on the rope. That was vicious, absolutely vicious. Um, and then the second one was Brody Lee's finisher. Oh, my. I actually jumped out of my seat. At one one, he hit yeah. that fitting clothesline onto um, Adam Page there. Adam oh, Page. are you talking about the uh, the black hole slam? Yes. Oh my gosh! Ooh, I mean, for those of you who don't know, when I used to do backyard wrestling, <laughs> the black hole slam was my finisher. <laughs> so when I saw Brody, Mister, excuse me, Mister Brody Lee, uh, break out the black hole slam, oh, I popped like it was the most incredible move in wrestling history. Um, so I'm very happy to see him utilizing that. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. It was a cool seeing Colt Cabana in action. He held his own yeah, against uh, Matt Jackson there. They tore it up. Colt Cabana is a, a very talented wrestler. He's fun to watch. Uh, always great to see him uh, tearing it up in the ring. Um, so, I mean, who do you think had the best performance in this match, Tyler, personally? Oh, the best performance overall? Oh, boy. I would probably give it to Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Okay. Uh, because when those two work together, they have just an incredible, incredible uh, chemistry and they can control a match. And then when you throw a guy like uh, Alan five angels in there, um, they were able to just get the upper hand over. I believe it, it was one of the bucks. I, I'm believing it was Matt um, who was just getting focused on over and over again by the dark order. Um, so I felt kind of bad for him and I, uh, I, it was, it was, it was a pretty good match overall, but yeah, Stu Grayson and evil Uno, those two working together. Holy cow. All right. Yeah, I can give you that. I, I'm going to have to give it to Adam page. I think he had, he was in the match a lot. Uh, you saw a lot of him. He was involved in the finish and all that good stuff. And he could sell like it's nobody's business. And as I said, I thought that man died twice in this match. Yeah, he, but he, he almost got... wasn't in the finish. What's up with that? The dude went backstage with FTR. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's that huge of a deal, you know, and um, I, I, can't, I can't question it. I don't know. What do you think? I think, uh, as I've said for the last two episodes, uh, the end of their tag team reign is approaching, uh, which, by the way, they just hit 200 days as tag team champions, so congratulations there. Mm. Um, but I think the end is coming, and there, there's no reason that Hangman should have gone in back with FTR other than he's more uh, worried about FTR safety than winning the actual match that was going on. Um, <laughs> so that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but yeah, I ultimately you're right. He was involved in the finish. You want to cover that yeah. quick? Yeah, well, yeah, he came back in, and uh, the finish was absolutely nuts. It was a lot of high spots. Hangman went for the uh, the Lariat of himself. The super drag and the super kicks were flying all around from Brody, uh, and the Bucks gave a double super kick to Brody Lee that was absolutely vicious. And I, right there at that super kick is when I thought the match was going to be over. Same here. When they kicked him in the face, I said, oh, my gosh, they're actually going to put the Elite over Dark Order. And this was after I said last week that you can't just have all these guys in the right. Dark Order keep losing and keep losing back and forth. Because uh, then what's that going to show? Like, how are you going to build this group to that? But it showed that when they're all together, they can pull out the dub because, in the end, um, Brody Lee delivered a vicious discus lariat to Adam Page that turned him inside out and he got the yeah. pin one, two, three, put in the Dark Order over in a big victory that I would say that group needed after having that long losing streak leading up to this big match. I would say so. Absolutely. They needed that. And a uh, quick hello to Ovi Muniz, the host of the hard hitting wrestling show. Hey, happy you're joining us in the comments. Please comment your uh, opinions down below. You, Ovi and everyone else. We'd love to hear from you. So, yeah, that was a great match. I enjoyed it. Uh, you can't, you can't not enjoy a 12 person tag team match. You know, it's right. going to be nothing. be nothing but action. Do you hear ringing? Is the phone ringing behind me? <laughs> the phone is ringing for sure. That's all right technical difficulties here on the cross and wrestling. There you, game. there you go. There you go. All right. <laughs> I don't know who it was, but I just hung up. Um, Perfect. So next match here on our lineup is Santana and Ortiz versus like as Tyler and I are the best friends. That's right. I mean, this was a, I, I love watching the best friends. They're funny. There are lots of holds in the beginning of the match, um, which Tyler, I know doesn't enjoy holds. I hate that. 
hey, if it, if it weakens the opponent and it gets the win, it is a tactic that can be used. Why don't you like that? I mean, that's just, they got to build the progression. No, I get it. It is a type of wrestling. Holds are an efficient type of wrestling. I just think it's slow. I think it's boring. I'd rather see the high pace activity that we got later in this match. Um, I don't know if it was just to bring us off of our high that was the first tag match, um, but it felt like it started slow, but they recovered. All right, all right. So, yes, obviously the best friends are uh, – oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Santana and Ortiz are members of the inner circle, and they got a lot of good offense in on there. Um, I like the inner circle. I know you do as well. It's fun to yeah, see where to get into some other members of the inner circle later who may not have had a great evening uh, after a few things took place that weren't planned. But we'll get into that. Uh, once Chunk entered the match, the pace quickly uh, changed and took out Santana and Ortiz, so that's exciting there. Uh, ultimately, Tyler, want to bring us to the end of this match? Yeah, so uh, luckily for the best friends, they picked up the W. Um, Santana and Ortiz have been on a skid of all skids. When they started, uh, when AEW first came out, they were unstoppable. I don't mm. think they were out of the top five rank for the first year that AEW was around. Um, but they are not hitting that mark anymore. Um, and unfortunately, the match ended again. Two things I hated about this match ended with a stinking roll-up. But that, I hate roll-ups. I have to say, sure, I agree. Pin, like, you know, a straight-up pin after a finisher is much better. But in, in the sense of the storyline, like, the fact that he got pinned and, and then he popped up yeah. and he was like, like, did that really just happen? That adds to the story even more. It just yeah, shows, it continues the story. Exactly. They had a miscommunication. They just couldn't get it together. And he got rolled up, of all things. And that's how yeah. they got a big match. But I bet you Sue was very proud that the, they were able to pull it off. I'm very happy for uh, Trent's mom. Uh, <laughs> she's got something to cheer for. <laughs> hey, you know what? We all want nothing but the best for her. So I'm happy that, that they were able to pull that one out. <laughs> it's good. It's good. So, uh, hey, next up, your buddy here, Matt Hardy, uh, our buddy. We love Matt Hardy. He's great. And this segment, got, a little, this segment got out of hand quick. Uh, so yeah, Matt Hardy came out had a promo uh, and talked about his alliance with private party. And he called Sammy G his enemy. Big words. Big coming words. Matt Hardy there. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, he was very ruthless in his words. He was just going straight at him. And then Sammy tried to come out and ambush Hardy and it did not go well. They were going at it. They obviously went into a big brawl and Hardy was uh, hitting the head with a chair. And I, we know when wrestling yeah. doesn't chair shots in WWE. No, this was different. Yeah. Well, and I'll get into that. Actually, this wasn't planned. Uh, well, it was planned for the chair shots to take place. And as we know, in the WWE, they don't do headshots anymore. Uh, and then even in AEW, they try to stay away from them. They only save them for big yeah. And those big moments are usually Cody, who just is like, yeah, right, right. I was like, yeah, you can just kill me. Like, I don't care. Hit me in the head with the chair. Uh, so what ended up happening here was, according to Brian Alvarez, Sammy G got a very stern talking to backstage uh, after this segment took place because the chair shot apparently wasn't planned and opened up Hardy a lot more, as you can see on the oh, yeah. God. Opened him up a lot more than they intentionally wanted because the chair that Sammy G grabbed was the wrong chair. He grabbed yeah, and him. Not only that, he threw it at him yes. and he hit him, with, he hit him with the foot of the chair. It hit him in the wrong spot. He threw it the wrong way. He grabbed the wrong chair. So we got to start talking to you. And I feel for Sammy. You're in this moment. Your adrenaline's pumping. You don't want to mess up the segment because you know you're supposed to take this chair and throw it at him. But it's in a group of a bunch of other chairs, and you don't know which one's the chair that you need to pick up. 
So yeah, well, you should. <laughs> you definitely should know which chair you're supposed to pick up. Yeah, as you can see, Hardy there, he was he was legitimately injured. He needed 10 stitches, according to Brian Alvarez, after this segment here. So he'll be uh, probably backstage for a while, not wrestling until that wound is 100% healed up. Um, but, yep. yeah, I mean, Tyler, do you blame Sammy for this? Uh, like, do you think, you know, he could have avoided this situation? I, I know it's tough, and, uh, yeah, Hovey said Sammy's having a bad year is right. He just got off yeah. of this whole thing going on with his comments about Sasha Banks, uh, and now he comes back, and this happens. Um, what do you think of uh, what Sammy's been going through lately? I think he's a little reckless. Um, obviously, we've seen with his words, he can be a little reckless, um, and now with his actions, he can be a little reckless. I think he's a great entertainer. Uh, his little segment with the cue cards was hilarious this week. Um, but I just think he needs to uh, dial it in a little bit. Uh, he's looking like a young Seth Rollins where he just likes to injure people. Um, so let's just dial it back. And Sammy, you could be one of the biggest stars in AEW um, as long as you keep that panda gimmick away and uh, stick to what you're doing now. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be fine. How dare you? How no. dare you? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Hey, that's why he got here, my friend. Yeah, because and that's why Chris Jericho was like, listen, uh, we need to do something about that. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, hey, uh, regardless of that, we'll get into some more delinquency, as we'll call it. And oh. the of uh, backstage, Santana and Ortiz destroyed Sue's van. That is just messed up, messed up there. Obviously, Trent oh. was very... It's, it's hideous. How, the, you know, the, the Hennessy of this. How does something like this they, happen? They better, they better buy Sue a brand new van. I can tell you what they're not going to do, and it's that. Um, they better. Trent was obviously very upset uh, the way Santana and Ortiz treated his mother's vehicle there. Broken windows, broken lights. They spray painted everything all over the place. Um, and they offered Santana and Ortiz a rematch whenever they want one. This next match obviously has to be some type of no DQ stipulation. What do you think? Oh, I would love, like, I, what I would really like to see is, like, what the uh, NXT did with the Velveteen, Velveteen Dream Match. Let's have a parking lot match. And have oh. out, in, out in the parking lot with a bunch of destroyed minivans uh, wrestling around all the, uh, the glass and the destroyed windows and spray paint. I would love, like, a junkyard match, something like that. I think you know, that would be incredibly fun to watch. I don't hate that idea. That's actually a really good idea. They got the whole. What did I tell you, Noah? Tony Khan. He's got to listen to me. <laughs> that could be good. That could be good. I like it. I like it a lot, actually. So maybe maybe that match we eventually get between the best friends and Santana Ortiz will be some type of backyard brawl or backstreet brawl uh, where they get to use everything and maybe, I don't know, have cars and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, he better but... apologize to Sue or I. That's it for Santana and Ortiz. They're, they're dead to me. <laughs> fair enough fair <laughs> enough all right well hey next up we got back to in-ring action after that segment there which obviously was funny to watch i enjoyed watching oh yeah, yeah. it was just bad you know How but dare you? it was the dark order john silver and alex reynolds versus matt cardona newest member of aew and cody Rhodes with his uh, protege there arn anderson this match was absolutely a blast and i'm gonna say one thing and i always say this cody Rhodes is amazing i love cody 
this match and his performance in it just shows how much of a superstar this man is. Yeah. And there's no audience there. And he's still, his emotion that you could see on his face and the way he wrestles just sucks me into the match so much. And I know I'm biased because I love Cody, but I don't, you, I don't think you can make a case saying that this guy isn't just an all around superstar of an entertainer. Yeah, no, Cody is, is just very excited to watch. And yeah. uh, I, I love that uh, art being his teacher and mentor and coach um, is so tough on him. It, it makes for such a, a fun dynamic at ringside because Cody is, he loves to show off. So he'll do the push-ups while he's in the ring. He'll flex, he'll call out to the crowd and Arn's like, Hey, cut it out. And it, it just is, it's a pretty hilarious dynamic. And like you said, it just shows how much of a performer he is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's cool to see uh, his buddy there, Matt Cardona, now here. He looks amazing. That guy is in crazy good shape, uh, ready for his AEW run that he's going to have. Uh, yeah. Cody continues to show off his styles with suplexes and all that good stuff during this match. Uh, the Dark Order uh, took advantage in a couple of stints there in the match there, but uh, I guess they went after Cody's injured midsection, which obviously if yes. you're here, you have to capitalize on those spots, work that body part, folks, and be a good wrestler oh. in that sense. Tell the story. Tell the story. But in the end, obviously, this went the way of our buddies. Uh, Tyler, tell us about the end of this one. Uh, you know, the way it ended, I, I was very happy to see that uh, Cardona was the one to get the pinfall over the Dark mm-hmm. Order. Absolutely. Uh, because C- Cody's been winning a lot. Uh, Cody doesn't need to win. I think he only has one loss in, in AEW. Um, and Cardona has come back as an absolute beast uh, from what he was in the WWE. Um, Cardona, Cardona uh, won by hitting Radio Silence, which is formerly known as the Rough Rider. Um, and it was incredible. He hit it so clean. Uh, easy one, two, three pinfall. Uh, and as they were leaving, a little interesting moment. Cody was walking out with Arn Anderson, and he was met in the entrance by Scorpio Sky, seeming Ooh. to indicate that he wants to be the next in line for the Open Challenge TNT Champion. I'll tell you this, the chills that went up and down my spine when Scorpio Sky came out to confront Cody could not be contained by a shirt, okay? They didn't even say a word. Nope, nope. It was like that Triple H Undertaker moment, but I will, okay, I regress, I regress, because that was huge. But this was a moment (laughs) we made, because Scorpio Sky is a stud. He is a star, an amazing performer, and it's going to be awesome to see him and Cody tear it up. But we'll get into the preview next week later on in today's show. Uh, so, yes, a great show there. Matt Cardona got the pin in his first match in AEW, which you want to see a guy come out swinging and a guy come out strong there, and that's exactly what Matt Cardona did. Next up, well, I honestly, this was, I was looking forward to this more than anything else. I can't even yeah. pretend I want to. Oh, dude, this Super <laughs> Wednesday debate that they had planned between Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho, his new foe. <laughs> the fact that these two are actually going at, I mean, look at that setup. It is <laughs> so amazing. And there you see it there. Eric Bischoff was a surprise. Oh, man. That, I, I can tell you right now, I would never ever have guessed Eric Bischoff would have been the special guest host of this debate here. What was your reaction? Oh man. When I saw his name come up on that Titan Tron, I was like, no way. I couldn't believe that he was the one. Um, But they did say that he was coming over to AEW. um, But I thought it was going to be some sort of uh, management position. Um, But I'm excited to see, maybe it is, maybe it is. And this was just his first, um, introduction to the show um but wow he has not lost a step he is still super entertaining um he can keep it up with the best of them on the mic so i'm excited to see where he rolls on from here but yeah this segment 
hilarious. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. In the beginning, the question was asked, why do Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy hate each other so much? And Jericho cuts a fierce promo, as Chris Jericho does, and Orange Cassidy decides to abstain. Um, yep. He's waiting it out, which is which was funny, because uh, later on, we, uh, we were asked, who's the better wrestler, Chris Jericho or Orange Cassidy? And Cassidy tells Jericho to shut up and says he won't be embarrassed by Jericho's antics. He knew um, it was intentional by Jericho to call out the quiet guy for the debate. So, uh, did you enjoy the moment where Cassidy actually just started spitting straight bars? Because I was so lost. That just, I couldn't contain the laughter that I had in my spirit uh, when he just started going in on Jericho. And I'm like, where is this coming from? I mean, well, I had never heard him speak before. Uh, not, well, so not I was to that extent. Very, very thrown off um, when he actually, you know, he answered the question about global warming. And I was like, oh. <laughs> interesting take okay thank you and then he just absolutely loses his mind on chris saying uh he knows this is intentional uh i'm not an idiot uh I, this is the biggest match of my career and it's going to be yours too when you get beat by the guy who puts his hands in his pockets it's like oh wow incredible incredible promo by orange cassidy absolutely at the end of that our um our special guest host Eric Bischoff dubbed Orange Cassidy the winner of the debate by a large <laughs> margin. Obviously, that did not make Jericho or his protégés happy. Uh, Jack, uh, Jake Hager was there with him. And Jericho delivered what I would say was probably one of the most vicious Judas effects I have ever seen him give another Yeah, He messed Orange Cassidy's stuff up and knocked him out cold on the mat there after he, uh, won the, after he lost the debate, Jericho there. So this was a great segment. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would love to see more stuff like this. I think it's just because these two characters are so dynamic and, and so popular because they're complete polar opposites of each yeah. other. No, uh, they're really running with the political vibe right now uh, oh, wow. because, you know, the election's coming up and um, they had this and they have uh, MJF running as almost like a uh, Trump shadow figure. Uh, so it's, it's pretty funny. I, I've really enjoyed it. No, for sure. They're taking what's popular and running with it, and you got to respect it. And I love it. Yeah. It's a good time. Next up, we had some women's action here. And this oh, was where uh, Britt Baker was going to choose Big Swole's opponent. And he chose her protege, Reba, there. What she do you literally think? could have picked anyone. Yeah, and I agree. she picked Reba. I agree. I agree. I, mean, I, we like, what you, I thought we wanted her to lose. What are you doing? <laughs> why, why are you putting Reba in the ring? Well, maybe Britt Baker's playing it smart. Maybe she wants to tire Big Swole out. And then once Britt Baker is ready to go, she's going to jump in the ring after Big Swole has this match and she's tired. And then she's going to jump on it as an opportunist and attack. Tyler, Britt Baker is no dummy. She is a dentist. She is Britt Baker DMD, okay? She knows what she's doing. Maybe that's her, maybe that's her, her idea there. What do you think? I know you don't like Britt Baker. But, but, but and I do. Reba, Reba couldn't even properly get into the ring. Yeah, but she, she, she's bringing her, she's bringing Big Swole in for the kill. She's making her comfy. She's like, oh, Britt Baker's this dummy who can't think of a good opponent. And next thing you know, Britt Baker's going to be like, you thought, because she's a genius, and she's going to jump in there and take her out. Yeah, no. The second Britt Baker gets in the ring with Big Swole, she better watch out, because Big Swole's coming for her. And <laughs> it's going to set Big Swole up for the next title run. Again, I have to say... Um, uh, this is a women's match that I wish they got a little bit more time to wrestle. Yeah, very short. 
It makes sense that it was short, but if that's all you're going to have as, as your women's match on the card, then put something else there. I don't know why it was only like the less than five minute segment that we got of Britt Breaker in a wheelchair and then Reba getting beat up by Big Swole. So give us more. Give us more. Yeah, oh. absolutely. I agree. Yeah, I don't know. You want to build this. You know what, though? Position. Let's give her a little credit. Reba, uh, she got rolling, and I was, I was like, oh, okay, Reba. Uh, and she went for a moonsault, which was ultimately her downfall. Uh, but hey, she actually looked good for about uh ninety seconds. Yeah, well, for the ninety seconds, she was allowed to wrestle. So, <laughs> yeah, right. That's my thing. I, if you're trying to build this women's division, give them matches, bro. Like, give them matches. It's really not that hard. Uh, let them right. wrestle. Let them get better. Let them get in front of people more. I know you're. I mean, Britt Baker, obviously, I would I consider to be. I don't know, maybe the most one of the most popular people that are women in, in the card there, but still, yeah, you have so, you have, third. So, oh, you watch your mouth. You have so much talent uh, on the women's division. I feel like, especially like Big Swole, like she's a monster. Big Swole is amazing at wrestling. Just yeah, we got Allie, Brandy, yeah. Anna J. You know, these they they're finally building a a good women's division. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I need to let them wrestle. That's my thing. Just let them wrestle. It's not that hard. But. Yeah. I regress. We'll, we'll get back to that later. Hopefully we see more women's action in AEW in the weeks to come. Leading up to our main event. Of, yeah, all right, hold on. See that face there that's being looked at? That's how I look at you, Tyler, when you trash Britt Baker. Because it's unbelievable. Britt Baker is trash, so it no. makes sense. Whoa. Excuse me. Where is Vicky yeah. Guerrero when you need her? Excuse <laughs> me. Absolutely uh, Nope. All right. No, we're going to... She has any sort of relation to Adam Cole, so I'm I'm already off the ball. Oh my gosh, this is putting a strain on our friendship. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're gonna move on to our big, huge main event here. We had John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the Ooh. AEW Championship. Oh my gosh, Tyler! Oh my gosh, for this match, yeah. absolutely incredible. Uh, Darby came out to the ring wearing a John Mosley mask, which is hilarious. Uh, <laughs> and he stared down Mosley for a few minutes before the match, maybe playing some head games there. But uh, Darby, I, I don't know if you knew this, Mosley is unhinged and insane, right. so I don't, <laughs> don't think care. head games are going to work in this situation. But I did love it because it just showed the dark side of. Um, of Darby Allen there. So what did you think of this match from the gate, Tyler? I know we were excited about it, but what did you think of it, you know, as it started, as it progressed? Oh, man. It, it had no breaks. Uh, this this match just kept rolling. Um, and Moxley made a, a point to prove that these two are, are buddies. They're yeah. good friends. Absolutely. Um, and, but I, I made a point on our, our pre-show script to say that though these two are good friends, Moxley did not take it easy on Darby, and the two began to brutalize each other right away with uh, Moxley. Get Adam Cole out of here. Get Adam <laughs> Cole off of my face. I want nothing to do with Adam Cole. Get it. Thank you. Get him out of here. <laughs> um, John Moxley brutalized Darby in the beginning of this match, um, and only time Darby could maintain, maintain control was when the pace was fast. He, he's, he got to, he's much faster than John Moxley is. Um, so he can pick up these incredible, incredible moves when the pace of the uh, match is really, really fast. Yeah, for sure. And that's what Darby Allen showed off was his, you know, he's quick and agile and that's a big difference from Moxley there. Uh, it was cool to see those two different styles competing and Darby really used his speed to go against Moxley there. Cause they have, uh, you know, Moxley's more of a ground and pound style wrestler as to where Darby Allen is all over the place. He's small, he's right. quick. So that was fun to see. Um, 
with that, you know, uh, being, being said, Mox's downfall was showing mercy as the match went on, as you put here, Tyler. Um, what did you think of that angle there? I mean, I get it, they're buddies, and Mox is supposed to be a babyface, you know? So he can't right. be in the positions where he's beating down another babyface. He has to be able to say, we're going to have a respectful match here. Did you disagree with that? No, no. So so Taz uh, on was on the uh, broadcast team for this, and he kept saying how he knew John didn't want to actually hurt Darby. Um, and you're right. It co- it may almost cost him this match um, because he, I, I think he took it way easier on Darby than he should have. Mm. Okay. Um, no, I agree. And, okay. and, 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 and you know what? Frank just said mercy is not a downfall. I think it is. Uh, if it's your, if it's your, sorry, Noah, if we were fighting for a championship, I'd be going balls <laughs> out. We'd be going full, full speed ahead. Um, <laughs> you know, mercy can take place at the end of the match. Uh, but until then, uh, we're enemies for now. All right. I mean, I hear you. I agree with you. I think just from a booking standpoint and looking at a guy like Moxley, I don't think you want to turn him into a bad light. If if uh, Darby is down and kind of just like, all right, you got me, dude. I don't want to see Moxley keep grinding and pounding. I want to see him just ca- just go for the pin, capitalize, maybe give him a couple seconds to breathe. Yeah, fair enough. Match here. Um, but Darby but hey, wasn't down. He kept kicking out. Well, because he's, he's crazy. I mean, that's <laughs> pretty much it. Um, but as you... Guest last week, and as you predicted correctly, here comes your buddy, MJF. Yeah, nailed it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was so happy to see MJF come out to the ring because I thought that was the end. Uh, MJ, MJF interfered as Wardlow had the ref's attention. Um, he hit uh, John in the head with the title, mm-hmm. and I thought for sure that was it because even though Darby looked conflicted, he did not hesitate too long because he went and hit the, uh, what does he call it? The coffin drop off yep. of the top rope. Uh, and unfortunately, it did not put Mox away. I was so excited for Darby to potentially win this title, um, yeah, sure. even though it just didn't feel like good timing for him to win the title. Um, mm-hmm. I would have loved for him to hold that strap. Um, and he went again. And he was like, all right, he's not kicking out, going back up to the top. Goes to hit the uh, another uh, coffin, and oh boy, the match turned from there. Yeah, it definitely turned from there. Uh, the second attempt, he got caught in a rear naked choke by Moxley, which I thought that for a second they were going to have him just not, uh, pass out, uh, which right. you know, would have made sense for this match here of two baby faces not wanting to tear each other apart too, too much, even though they were still going at it. Um, but yes, and Darby uh, kicked, kicked that again after a crazy pile driver. I thought the pile driver was it. Did you, yeah. did you have the same feeling? All right, because that pile driver was vicious. Like Dude, they, when you go into a uh, what is that called? The angel wings, where you hold it yep. in, almost like you're setting them up for a pedigree. You yes. roll them up and then hit a uh, power bomb. I was like, holy cow! And it was nasty too. And then uh, once again, Darby surprised us all and kicked out. Mm. Not for sure. This match was a lot of close kickouts, a lot of close finishes. Uh, Mox picked him up, hit a crazy par- paradigm shift because, I mean, you look at the size difference between Moxley and um, Darby Allen. He, he was able to toss him around like a rag doll for the paradigm shift, and he swung through the air, uh, drove his head right into the mat, and pinned him one, two, three. And you put here no hard feelings, which is true because these guys don't hate each other. They were good friends who wanted to have a good match. Uh, but it was, sure. hey, it was 
it was a great match, uh, to, to say the least. It was really fun to watch. And Moxley obviously retained that AEW championship, meaning eventually we will see your buddy there, MJF, take on John Moxley. And I'm going to pose you with this question, Tyler. Yes. Do you become AEW champion? I'm sorry, could you repeat that? I uh, had a little lag here. No, you're good. I asked if you thought your buddy MJF would become AEW champion in the next year. In the next year, absolutely. Um, he will either he will have a title. I'll put it that way. He will have one of the titles. AEW champion, maybe not. Because I, I, I think it would I be more fitting to go for Cody. Listen, he's going after the AEW World Champion right now. That's right. his that's feud. Is he going to come out of this feud successful? He is not going to beat John Moxley. No. Okay. I do not I think so. I agree. I was hoping you would say different because I know how much you love I love, Max, I, uh, I love um, MJF. I do love MJF, but I, I think personally the person he should be is Cody eventually, um, but we'll see how that goes over the next few weeks. Fair. Frank, Frank here in the comments thinks MJF will win Ooh. a title. Uh, so that, that'll be exciting there. MJF deserves it. He's a, he's a great mouthpiece. He's a great wrestler. Uh, you can't, you can't uh, let's see, you can't go against the hate that he's able to produce from people. Oh, and he's yeah. even doubling him down. Frank said he'll win a title, and then he said, yes, he will beat Mox. Oh, wow. You know what? I don't know, man, because I, I don't think they have enough of a storyline right now. Uh, a moment I forgot to mention a little uh, a few minutes ago, right when the match started between Darby and uh, Moxley, Moxley got slapped by Darby Allen, and you literally see the referee go, oh, shit. <laughs> um, so i just i don't i don't think there's enough heat uh on the mjf mox storyline as there is on mox with you know anyone else okay uh, so i just that's my reasoning i got you i got you i i uh, i'm gonna have to agree with you tyler there frank i can't i can't agree with you buddy i'm sorry i just don't think mjf is going to be able to beat moxley uh i think moxley's a mega star and i think we're gonna have a much larger opponent don't get me wrong i love mjf i'm not saying he's a small opponent but i just think i think someone along the lines of like a cody or you have to go all the way down I, i would love to see darby maybe continue and win eventually do you think this hurt darby at all this loss no a chance in hell he has lost he has lost so many massive matches but the matches he loses are against chris jericho and john moxley uh so i'm not i'm not surprised and he puts on incredible matches both times so i no, i don't think that's what i don't understand about some wrestling fans they think a loss is is your guy getting buried i disagree it's not them getting buried you need to lose every good team loses every good wrestler loses every good boxer loses it's not fun to see these guys just crush, 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 because then you get bored of it. Um, sure, so sure. Uh, to see an underdog story from Darby in the future here would be incredible. All right. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think it would be awesome to see Darby Allen eventually be that world champion of AEW. Uh, yeah. That would be that would be amazing, and he deserves it. And we've, we've seen him be large champions of other promotions like NEW and things like that. So he can easily do it. Uh, he's a great – he's fun to watch. So I, I wouldn't say it hurt him either. I'd agree with you there. But – Looking at next week's show, oh my gosh! I put here looking like a pay per view. 
because this show is going to be off the chain. They're doing a tag team appreciation night, which is cool. Uh, we always talk about how great AEW's tag team picture is, so it's cool to see them showing appreciation to it, you know, saying, hey, our tag team's awesome. We're going to have a night and celebrate it. And there's going to be a three big tag team matches there, first of which is Kenny, uh, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus Jurassic Express for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Um, what do you think of that one? It's going to be pretty good, I think, yeah. I, I feel like every time those two face uh, or those two have a championship match, I pick against them uh, because I just feel like this is the one, this is it. Um, but I, I'm going to stick to my guns. And I think that Marco stunt will somehow involve himself in this match and cost Kenny Omega to lose his uh, focus. And it, it may cause for the Jurassic express to walk away with those tag titles. As much as I would love to see Jurassic Express become World Tag Team Champions, I want nothing more than to be able to possibly be there. I feel like they should save that for an audience because those guys are super over. Oh, yeah. Everyone loves them. Way over. So you have – I I don't think you can – I mean, look at them. There they are. How do you not love that? Like, as I said, if I was like, if I was like 10 years old, nine years, I mean, I'm 23 and I still love them. But if I was like eight, nine or 10, you yeah, imagine having a team to cheer for. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But Hey, leading up to our next match here of a preview for next week, we have Chris Jericho versus orange Cassidy with the $7,000 <laughs> on the line. If Cassidy loses, he has to pay for Jericho's $7,000 jacket. The Jericho definitely got ripped off in purchasing. Uh, so that, that will be a lot of fun there to watch. Continuing that storyline, I love that. That's like a, I'll say this: that's a big match right there. Like, sure, it's just funny if he loses, he has to pay seven grand. But that's a, I mean, they built this up so much just to have a, a match where Orange Cassidy might have to give Jericho seven grand. Like, that's literally what's on the line right now. I think this is uh, what sets up our rubber match. I think OC pulls off a win here, um, but I think it's going to be by a ridiculous, like a roll up or a McCown out or, or something like that. Uh, to set up the rubber match between the two of them. Okay. All right. I see that. I see that. I'm going to, I'll go with orange Cassidy as well in this match. I just can't see it. I don't know. Maybe they could do some type of angle where Jericho wins and he has to pay him or something. And they want to have another grudge match, but we'll get there. We'll see. I'm excited for that one. Uh, we have the young bucks versus evil Uno and Stu Grayson of the dark order. That should be a fun one. That's going to be so good. Yeah, Those gonna... four are incredible in the ring together. They're going to tear the house down for sure. And then we have appearances by some legends here of the Rock and Roll Express and Anderson and Tully Brancher. That's going to be cool to see uh, them, those four getting together for tag team appreciation night. Yeah, we'll see about that. The Rock and Roll Express might be canceled uh, after the last week in social media. That's uh, true. But, That's true. Yeah, ooh, let's just... We'll leave it at that. They didn't have a great week uh, in uh, social media. You know, murder is kind of a touchy subject. So we'll just we'll just leave that. Y'all can read do a little research. <laughs> but the main event, which I would think this would be the main event, is Cody versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Oh boy, is that, that going to be? be a barn burner of a match scorpio sky is a phenomenal wrestler um i don't see scu coming out and interfering because they're not in that in that picture i think this is going to be a clean match between cody and scorpio it's going to be down and dirty old school wrestling inside of a squared circle it's going to be awesome to see i know i'm pumped for that match what about you yeah yeah absolutely no way scorpio wins though this ain't the guy this is not the guy to take that belt off Cody. I can't see him winning this coming Wednesday. I don't think that's happening. Um, but I, I could see him winning on a different stage, uh, maybe like a, a, an actual pay-per-view 
beating Cody for that TNT championship. Uh, Scorpio Sky is a phenomenal wrestler. He's a great promo, and he's got the two buddies from SCU that can really help elevate him. Uh, so I don't think he'll lose. I don't think he'll win Wednesday, but I think in the future I could definitely see him beating Cody for something. It, and Frank, I agree with you. It would be nice to see Scorpio Sky is, is a phenomenal in-ring performer. Um, so that you know, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a great show. Next week is looking like a pay-per-view, so definitely tune in to see that. Uh, I'm excited for it, and we'll talk about all of that next week on episode five of our Cross from Wrestling Entertainment show here. I know Tyler has a quick plug he wants to give for our Yeah, absolutely. We want to always thank Clovercrest Media for allowing us to put our podcast out there with being Clover, uh, the Cross from Wrestling Entertainment show and Baseball with the Bard. Uh, we are very fortunate to have this platform. Uh, if any of you in the audience are looking to podcast or get into podcasting, just contact Clovercrest Media. Joe Aguirre will get you started up comment and all of our uh all of our episodes we can try and help you get started as well uh whatever you want to say we'll try and help you get it out there uh so once again thank you clovercrest for everything you do absolutely a big thank you to clovercrest and our producer joe here he's always awesome and with that being said we hope you enjoyed today's episode join us next week same time same channel i'm noah cross that's tyler bard and this was crossum wrestling entertainment thank you Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.